Welcome to the Micah Micah podcast presented by Legendary Sports Network. Mike here with Micah and LQ here to break down the college football championship. We watched it last night. It felt like that game went on all night. I don't know. That <laughs> that was one of the longest games I felt like I, I've watched in in a long time. But it, it was a fun game for the first three quarters. Kind of got out of hand towards the end. But LSU pulled it out 42-25 going to 15-0. and Coach O, LSU in New Orleans, it just felt like everything was working for them. And they're now the national champions. And uh, and now Joe Brady, obviously, we heard earlier today, is going to the Carolina Panthers to help that offense out, too. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of movement. Joe Burrow, his last game going to the NFL, solidified his position as the number one pick. So it's been... It's been a fun 24 hours for LSU Tigers. But, Micah, I know we, we, we both picked Clemson. And, LQ, I know you said that you had you had Clemson winning too. So, I'll start with you here, LQ. What do you think went wrong for Clemson? Why didn't they win this game? Um, I, I, don't, I don't know, man. The energy they came out with early, like uh, those first few possessions that LSU had where they had pinned them deep and, you know, they almost got a safety on Joe Burrow and – they, they were playing with a lot of intensity, and I think that the energy that the – I think it was a play to end, like, the first quarter, I believe, and LSU just got the momentum, and I don't think that not, um, being that the game was in that Superdome where those New Orleans fans are going crazy, and that's right in LSU's backyard. I think the crowd definitely played a huge factor into the game as well. So uh, everything that could go wrong went wrong. Um, I just want to stick up for my man Peyton Manning over there. Trevor Lawrence, it is not your fault. You know what I'm saying? You try it, but he's, he's coming harder next year. So, yeah. we'll see. Michael? Man, um, like LQ said, man, that first quarter was very competitive. And I thought I was going to see what I what I thought I was going to see, really, when we predicted it, a close game. And, I, I, you know, I picked Clemson, man, but. I did. I did mention that if if LSU was going to win, they had to move the ball outside, not really running the ball out past the numbers. They had to throw the ball downfield. I didn't expect them to go air raid though. I mean, dog, he he threw for four fifty plus yards and five touchdowns, and all of that really came from the second quarter and on. Um, simply put, man, LSU adjusted what to what Clemson was doing. Uh, Clemson was bringing a lot of stack in the box, uh, a lot of press man on the outside, cover one looks. And the way to beat that is you go for a while and you attack the slots and seams. And that first touchdown was evident in that Jamar Chase. He ran a, a simple, really, just a simple fade from the uh, from the slot position to the seam down the hashes, and he destroyed him. And then from there on, it was just bad. They abused number eight. Uh, he was trending. At one point, bro. <laughs> I was just about to get to that, yep. Yeah, yeah. My man's was trending, but it wasn't just him. Oh, they were all getting beat. It, you know, it was him for a while. But he, they all felt that that – just pressure, man. Just man, I can see why Burrow got hired as a passing game coordinator because they schemed that team up so perfectly to the adjustments. And what's crazy is they added a little wrinkle um, to it coming out in the third quarter, where it was just like, okay, that those first drive maybe I was like, all right, this Clemson team look, look, uh, looks a little bit more energetic and ready to play. They had a nice little stop, and then it just started again. It was bombs over Baghdad, bro. Um, and simply put, man, Clemson just didn't have enough in the tank to keep going. Um, they're a team that I feel like can play a more controlled game, and if they can keep things in the cusp of victory at all times, they can win. But 
they couldn't do that against LSU, man, because they just kept attacking them downfield over and over and over. And it was just one of those things where they would just outmatch that day. Um, even the great teams, man, uh, teams like the Patriots, and stuff, they can be outmatched when the team doesn't necessarily fit them. Um, if a team can clash their styles perfectly, they can do that. So we saw that, and, and man, LSU played their game plan perfectly. So it was a great game by them, and Clemson just lost. That's all I really got to say about it, man. And bad DB play, but after that, they didn't really do much wrong. Yeah, this game came down to – it's going to get a little bit X's and no here, but doesn't we're, – we're, we're putting some – putting some knowledge out there. It came down to the fact that Clemson knew the only way to stop Joe Burrow was to send pressure at him. Mm-hmm. They were going to send five, six, sometimes seven guys at him, leaving a lot of their DBs in one-on-one situations. Their DBs were not able to handle the LSU receivers. It, they just weren't. Number eight, I feel sorry for him. I think next year you just got to change your number. Yeah. If, if you're a freshman coming in, don't even touch number eight. Just because somebody's going to think that that was the person that got burnt in the championship game. So right. <laughs> just retire that, Joe, and <laughs> let's move on. So they they got exposed in that game. And then they came out with a good game plan. Dabble Sweeney, they really did a great job. I mean, they got up 10 points against an LSU team that looked unstoppable for the last month of the season. So their game plan worked. But LSU's coordinators were just be- better. Mettenberger and uh, Brady were just able to go ahead and scheme up their players open, and that's just what we've seen all season. They know exactly where to hit. I thought we were going to get a good, a good amount of uh, Edward, Edwards Hilaire here, but he wasn't really used. They didn't. They knew the running game wasn't going to work because the box was going to be stacked, and they were going to send mm-hmm. a lot of pressure. And he wasn't able to get get it going just straight north and south running the ball. But what he did was they went five wide and decided to throw Edwards Hilaire out quick passes and let him work in space, and he was able to dominate that way. So. Just great overall from LSU just to uh, see what they have, adjust to it, and just keep on going. Joe Burrow was amazing. I think in the last – since – since I can't even remember. He's, I think he's the most accurate passer I may have ever seen in college football, just like the way he's able to throw his deep ball. I think he only missed one where he overthrew, uh, where he overthrew Chase and it would have been a walk-in touchdown. But besides mm-hmm. that, he was able to hit every other receiver – and I think Jefferson maybe dropped one or Chase dropped one in the end zone where it could have yeah, been. Chase, yeah, Chase, yeah, Chase had a bad drop. Yeah, Chase yeah. dropped one where it could have been – that could have been another touchdown for him. So it was it was a masterpiece by Joe Burrow, just a beautiful way to end off his college career in LSU. And now he's going off to Cincinnati RIP. Um, <laughs> he's not going to be able to throw for five touchdowns in the AFC North with – I know how you're going to say it. You got Devin Bush. You got Minka. Yeah, you got Devin Bush. And you got TJ Watt. So, I mean, a bunch of, a bunch of guys that are first team, all, de- all defensive players. So, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough sledding for him to get the Bengals to that level of where he was, uh, where he was able to be so good with LSU. But, hey, that's what happens when you're the best player in college football. You go to a really, really bad team. Just go talk to Kyler Murray and uh, Baker Mayfield, how it's gone the past couple of years. But moving on from just this game in general, let's look at LSU, the team. There's been a lot of talk that this is the greatest LSU, this is the greatest college team we may have ever seen in college football history. Micah, I know your thoughts on this, but what exactly do you think of this LSU team? Are they the greatest college football team we've ever seen? Um, No. Simply put, no, they're not the greatest college football team. Are they one of the most prolific teams? In recent history, yes, but we're also living in a in 2019-20 season where you know we've seen uh, scenes like Bama, 
we've seen them dominate and things like that. We've seen like Clemson in the last half of the decade dominate. And we know that the uh, LSU's resume this year is, is perfect. They won every single matchup. And they beat a lot of ranked teams this year. But I would be remiss. I would be crazy to say that they had more talent and skill than teams like 2001 Miami Hurricanes National Championship team or even the 2004 USC Trojans team. Um, you know, teams that – okay, Trojans had two Heisman's at the same time. Uh, and unless uh, Jamar Chase wins the Heisman next year, I doubt that's going to happen. Um, I, I don't I – don't, yes, they, they won all their games and things like that. And, yes, they are a crazy, crazy offensive juggernaut, probably one of the most prolific offenses outside of, like, a Washington State uh, with the air raid and things like that are teams in the Big 12. Doing that in the SEC is no small thing. They had a terrific season, and they earned it. They were perfect. But I, I can't bet them against the juggernauts of the past, man. And I'm not trying to be one of those guys that's like, hey, we got to live in the past and honor these guys. But those teams were absolutely ridiculous. Those Miami teams, those early 2000 Miami teams, literally had, like, t- what, five to ten first-round picks in yep. one draft alone or something like that. That's ridiculous. I'm not going to bet against them. And then the Trojan teams with Matt Liner, Reggie Bush, Dwayne, Jared, Wendell, White, all them boys, they were ridiculous. Troy Palomalu was coming the year just before they started all that when they uh, won their first one when they were trying to go for three in a row. I'm, I can't do it, man. I, I just simply can't do it. This is a great team, absolutely, but I can't put them against those two teams amongst other teams. I know I'm forgetting some, but um, are they the greatest? Nah. LQ. Um, I, I agree one thousand percent, man. Um, as far as greatest team ever, I don't I don't think we could say that. Like he brought up those Miami teams. Uh you guys know how I feel about my Trojans. Um Bama has actually had some very, yeah, very I was gonna say Bama from the early part of the decade years. was wild. Uh yeah. At one time Bama had Derrick Henry and Julio Jones with AJ McCarron, and that was insane. So I don't. I don't think they should be in that category. However, I do want to put Joe Burrow in the category as one of the best single season college quarterbacks that we've ever seen. You got to put it, this run up there with the Tebow run. The uh, Mariota had a Can't pretty move. good run in the last. You know, some this, Vince years. Young too. Yeah, that Vince mm-hmm. Young run. Even uh. I know you guys might hate me for this one, but this reminds me a lot of the Johnny Man. No, yeah, man. definitely. No, it does. Um, I ho- hopefully he'll translate to the pros a little bit better than Johnny did, but I-, I definitely see like as far as the swagger, the energy, the style of play, and what these guys are able to do offensively and make those mismatches in the secondary and take, you know, what I'm saying advantage of those one-on-one coverages on the outside. I just think that Joe Burrow is definitely in a class of his own with this season here, and to be able to top off this award-winning season, winning Heisman and all the other individual trophies, accolades, and records. And I, I just think that this definitely is a top five season ever. Even with the – I think he's above 70% in the completion percentage. Like, he's he's going crazy. He's above 75%. He, he went crazy. Yeah, he's going crazy. I believe so, yeah. So, as far as greatest team of all time, probably not. Greatest quarterback of all time, probably so. Uh, yeah, I – they're not the greatest team of all time. I mean – I just think people people for, people just forget. I mean, Clemson's team last year destroyed an Alabama team that we thought was unbeatable, and Clemson went undefeated last year with with a, mm-hmm. a fresh true freshman quarterback who was unreal. Uh, they had four D linemen that were essentially first round picks. I, I mean, yeah, they this LSU team was good, but if you put those two teams against each other, 
I think that Clemson team from last year wins just because of how good their D-line was last year. The D-line this year for Clemson is young. They're all freshman or sophomore players that will be coming back next year. So, yeah, this LSU team, what we've seen from them is crazy. But people were saying the same thing last year about Clemson beating the Alabama team that we thought was unbeatable. And that Clemson game wasn't even close like this one. At least in the first half and early into the third quarter when Clemson cut it down to three, we were like, oh, this is still a game. Clemson dominated Alabama from the first quarter last year. So before we even talk about LSU being the greatest team of all time, let's talk about them even being the greatest team of the last five years. Because that Tua team with Alabama, too, they were, they were a top-notch team in, uh, in college football. And I know just what we've seen from defensively from these teams, they have an ability to be uh, have an ability to win the national championship each and every year. So, yeah, LSU, this team put up crazy numbers. Their defense was nice. But for, the, for them to be named the greatest team, I think we need to slow our own and even look if they're the greatest team in the last, the last five years of, of college football. Um, you touched on it real quick, LQ, about you thinking that he, Joe Burrow, does have a top five or maybe top three even college football season from a quarterback. Michael, what are your thoughts on this? I would have to agree. Um, passing wise, this is one of the most, if not the most prolific season. Actually, I think I can, yeah, I can say this: the most prolific passing season ever. Um, he had a ten to one touchdown interception ratio, and he threw sixty touchdowns, only threw six picks. He completed over seventy five percent of his passes, over fifty five hundred yards, bro. Every every time he passed the ball, he passed for a first down basically this year. Um, in the if I believe if I can go to the splits with the game log, bro, in, in the last two games, he was let's see, in the last two games he threw over twelve touchdowns. You want to count the um the SEC championship as a playoff as a de facto playoff game because it kind of is for the uh, SEC at least. In the last three games, bro, he threw what sixteen touchdowns, no picks, and over a thousand yards basically. Over what? It That's, must be over twelve hundred. Yeah. yeah, it's it's about I don't, yeah I don't have yeah I don't much I'm not good at math but it's definitely over eleven hundred probably getting close to twelve hundred yeah. yards. Um, he man, I especially when it matters the most, man, he's performed and not just doing that, but he hasn't thrown a pick in over like three months. He hasn't thrown a pick since the game against uh Ole Miss, bro, where he had two, and even before then he was perfect the week before against Alabama. One of those guys, um, tip, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So really, we, and, you know, Mike made the good point. Um. We were talking the other day that tip interception shouldn't even count, but that's another case for another day. But uh, man, he's been perfect when it matters. When it was crunch time, and he saw the writing on the wall as if we can win the SEC championship, we can win our side of the SEC, we can get to a national championship, and he did that. He was the best quarterback in college football this year, and undoubtedly probably the number one pick, and definitely had one of the most prolific seasons ever. So uh, I will put him up there. I'm, I'm never gonna. Hate on guys like Cam Newton and Johnny Manziel for single-handedly getting their team to success because that was those are some of the best feats ever. And but I also can't blame a guy like Joe Burrow for using his weapons as he should. Um, guys like Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson don't come around all the time, and you have to you know you're as good as your receivers really as a quarterback. But I can't I can't say he didn't deliver those uh, balls on the money every single time, man. So. Shout out to him. He had one of the best seasons, if not the best season of all time. Yeah, that's that's exactly why I'm putting Joe Burrow to you. Touched on it at the very end. Cam Newton didn't really have much on that team, and that's what made their run even better. Undefeated. That's also when I really started falling in love with football and like how I like college football and how I really got into it. So that may also just hold a special place in in my heart. But that Cam Newton team, he was able to do 
a lot with not so much. Not saying these guys were scrubs, but they weren't on the level of talent receiver wise. I mean, Joe Burrow had the best O line in in the country last year. So just for him to be able to, um, just for him to be able to execute at that level was was amazing. But I, I think I put him at number two behind Cam. I think it's better than Johnny just because Johnny didn't have as much success as Joe Burrow. Maybe if Johnny was able to to win a Natty or something, that would that would change it up. But uh, I, I do think this it's the number two it's the number two quarterback season I think I've ever seen. But before we get out of here, I know this is super super early, but LSU now is without Joe Burrow and the uh, Jefferson is leaving for the draft. LQ, I'll start with you here. Do you think they're going to have the same level of production next year that they could be in a national championship game, or do you think Alabama runs the SEC once again next year? Yeah, man, I don't really see the crown being taken <laughs> from Alabama back to back like this. Um, I think Saban has definitely gotten his bag, did some evil tricks, went to some places that he wasn't supposed to be recruiting, did some recruiting <laughs> because they, they dropped a couple bags he wasn't supposed to. <laughs> yeah, man, they, they Child Odo. <laughs> they're um actually second in recruiting right now for the 2020 class, and I believe. LSU is in the top 10, but I don't think they're in the top five like Clemson and Alabama are. So I think that we're headed back, back to the regular schedule programming. Absolutely. <laughs> it was a great year. Great break year. Uh, no Super Bowl with the Patriots. No national championship with Bama. You'd love to see it. Micah? Man, uh, once again, really, kind of how this season went. Um, it's going to come down to one game. That's going to be Alabama and LSU. Man, is it that October, November football? November, uh, what was it the first Saturday in November? Yep. Uh, is basically when they play every single year. And that's really what the SEC, well, at least that side of the SEC is going to be representative in, man. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a believer really in Georgia. The they lost Jake Fromm and DeAndre. Smith, oh, no. So. I, and yeah. you know what? Georgia, got a might nice always, yeah. Georgia might always, they might always get that side of the SEC because they don't, I don't necessarily think like a team like Florida or anything will ever trump them. But I'm, bro. It's it's right, like I said, bro. It's gonna come down to that single game, and let's not forget that uh, Tua got hurt, and that you know it, it played a decent part in why they weren't how what they were kind of ending the season, and you know I, I'm not gonna make excuses. Alabama shouldn't have lost to Auburn, um, yeah, and they shouldn't be playing in the Citrus Bowl against a team like Michigan, uh, but man, losing a guy like Tua. It hurts. <laughs> it definitely does hurt. Um, do I expect them to win next year? Maybe. Um, but like I said, we gotta wait till that first uh Saturday in November, bro. Um we're gonna see then. Uh I like Alabama though. I'm always gonna like Alabama. They are the uh the evil force in college football and hey, they always find a way. So I'm gonna never bet against them. Yeah, I, I think I think Bama's back next season. Um Right, D.R. King in the middle of the game, a former quarterback from Houston, said he's entering the transfer portal. I, I expect him to go LSU just because he can make that offense electric too. I don't think he's good enough as Joe Burrow, and I think Nick Saban had a lot of time to think this offseason on how exactly he's going to come back and attack that LSU team. They disrespected that man. Um, they beat Bama finally, and they celebrated on their field like it was crazy. Went up to the recruits and said, if you want to win, come to LSU. And I know Coach Saban is thinking about that going into Death Valley next year. I'm not betting against Saban, but there's also one other team, the Clemson Tigers. Uh, Trevor Lawrence lost his first game since, I believe, his sophomore year of high school. So, you know, they're going to be coming back 
uh, next year with the Vengeance. It should be a great college football season next season. It was a great one this season, and LSU, again, are your champions. But for Mike, for Micah, for LQ, we'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Peace.